When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Did you miss me? Because I certainly miss you guys. Welcome back to the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast. As always, I'm your main man, Ethan Noroff, and we got a lot to talk about today because the Lakers are 17-2, and two, are ready to ride into December with a lot to prove about why they're the NBA's best team. And every time we turn on this Lakers team, we just expect them to keep winning. Just a fun fact for you, for those Rajon Rondo fans out there, and we'll get into this a little bit later, the Lakers are undefeated since Rajon Rondo got back onto the floor. How about that? But there's been a lot of talk about the strength of schedule, the teams the Lakers are beating, the teams the Lakers still have in front of them. And so that'll be the main topic of today's show and some of the things that we've seen from the 17-2 and two start, what we're liking, what we're not liking as much, how we can improve, all of those sorts of things. And if it feels like I'm flying right at you, well, that's because I am. I missed you guys. It's been a while since I've been with you. And on top of that, you know I'm fully caffeinated. And this podcast, like all of our shows, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Check them out at their website at hawaiianisles.com or on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or even on Twitter at H-I Kona Coffee. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. You can find us on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers. Never make sure or always make sure that you never miss a show. And, of course, you can find the entire Hoopball Fantasy at Hoopball Family, at Hoopball Tweets, at Hoopball Fantasy. That's a tongue twister if you say it five times fast, but that's how we do it in the podcast business, baby. We just like to keep it rolling. The Lakers are 17-2. and Hold on. Let me say it again in my Stephen A. Smith voice. The Lakers are 17-2. and Can you believe what we're seeing from this group? Even when they've been going down into big holes, which is something of a theme that I'm seeing too often with this group, Although it's happening too often, the expectation is still to win. And sure enough, the Lakers come back and they come out with a fury, much like the win against the Washington Wizards, go down big early, come back storming on a run in the first quarter, never look back after that. Look, the Lakers are 17-2, and two, and yes, have they beat up on some opponents that they should be beating up on? Yes, but have we been able to say that about Lakers teams uh, of previous years? No, we have not, and I think that's one of the biggest differences right now for this Lakers group. This Lakers group is beating the teams that are on their schedule, the teams that they're supposed to be beating, and because of that, they're having a lot of success as a result. Of course, the Lakers' schedule will get more difficult. There will be additional challenges along the way, but they've done a good job of sustaining their challenges to date, most notably Avery Bradley being out of the starting lineup. And with Avery Bradley being out of the starting lineup, can we talk about Contavious Caldwell-Pope for just one second? Because we got a lot to talk about on today's show. We're going to go through a full rundown. We're going to look at the December schedule, show you what the Lakers are facing. We're going to talk about KCP as a starter, which, I'm about to, which is about what I'm about to get into. We're going to talk about LeBron. We're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. And we're going to talk about my man, Rajon Rondo. Okay. And of course, we got to throw Anthony Davis in there as well. So without further ado, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Three weeks ago, everybody wanted him off the team. He said, I can't believe this bum is still around. Hasn't he stolen enough money from the Lakers? Well, guess what? I got a couple things to tell you about Contavious Caldwell Pope. Did the Lakers overpay for Contavious Caldwell Pope? 
Of course they did. In the year that LeBron came into the fold, of course they did. Okay. There's no question about that. Prior to this year, two years, 30 million for a player that was not an impact player was not the best deal. One year, 18 million, one year, 12 million. We don't like that. But his most recent contract, two years, 16.5 million. If I were to tell you a few years ago that Contavious Caldwell Pope was signed with the Lakers for four years and $46.5 million, everybody would be jumping up and down, especially after he turned down 80 million from the Detroit Pistons in search of a larger payday. So Contavious Caldwell Pope, shout out to you, my man, because this moment is for you. Since Contavious Caldwell Pope has injected himself into the starting lineup, nine games, 11.3 points, shooting 51.4% from downtown, not even overall, 51.4% from downtown, shooting 59.52.9%, excuse me, overall, and just turning over just one turnover per game. Contavious Caldwell-Pope has been a positive player. He is not overthinking. He is a rhythm player. He is shooting it with confidence. This is the version of KCP that helps this Lakers team. This is the version of KCP this Lakers team needs, especially without Avery Bradley, and will be fascinating to see how Frank Vogel begins to divvy up the minutes once Avery Bradley's back on the floor. But that's not imminent, so we got some time to figure that out as the Lakers move forward forward with the NBA's best record looking to prove why they're the best team. And when we talk about this Lakers team, a lot of people want to sit here and say, okay, but they're beating the Spurs and the Spurs aren't the Spurs anymore. They're beating the Pelicans. They're beating the Wizards. They're beating the Suns. They're beating the Warriors. All these teams with sub 500 records. And I get that. Okay. That's a fair statement, but you can't deny 17 and two. Do you know how hard it is to win 17 of 19 games at the NBA level, especially for a team that's going to get its opposition's best effort on every single night? The Lakers are embracing the challenge, and more recently, they're not allowing teams to play on their terms. The Lakers had a little bit of a stretch there, even through the wins, where they were trying to keep up with the other team's pace. And that's not how this Lakers team is going to be built to win because the Lakers are a bottom 10 team in pace. And that is by purposeful design, my friends. The Lakers do not have the personnel to run it and gun it and play that Luke Walton style of offense that he tried so hard with this group. Instead, they're playing to their strengths and it's become a major positive as a result. Of course, December gets a lot harder. It starts on Sunday with the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, Chris Stops, Porzingis, and the Dallas Mavericks are going to be coming in with something to prove. And in December, here's what the Lakers are face are facing. They've got two games against the Mavs, but one at home, one on the road. They're at the Blazers twice. They play the Clippers on Christmas. They got the Denver Nuggets twice, one home, one away. They're at Utah, at Orlando, at Miami, at Atlanta, versus Minnesota, at Indiana, and at Milwaukee. That is a tough stretch through the end of the month, but here's the good news. There's only one back-to-back through that entire stretch. Nine games on the road is going to be a tough haul for this Lakers group, but they're going to have to come together as they have shown throughout this season. And a lot of us sat here and said we thought it was going to take 15, 20 games for this group to come together. It has not taken quite that amount of time, and instead they've been able to pull it together on the fly. And a big part of that is obviously because of the play of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So let's get right into that right now, okay? Not only are they proving that each of them is a top five talent in the league still. Yes, we could say that about Anthony Davis, of course, but I think a lot of people wanted to start to push LeBron outside of that window. They said, ah, LeBron's time as the face of this league, kind of coming to a close, yada, 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 washed king. Well, guess what? Doesn't look so washed to me, averaging, you know, 20 and over 10, over 20 and over 10 assists a game, actually averaging 11 assists a game, leading the world in assists. 
pretty good for a guy who supposedly washed up, right? The first handful of games, we kind of wondered, mm, is LeBron taking a step back purposefully or has he lost a step? Well, I think we've got our answer, folks. It was clearly a purposeful step back because LeBron is back in business like he never left. Anthony Davis is coming in here, averaging 26 points, nine rebounds, leading the world in blocks, 2.8 per game. These two have been absolutely dominant. Their effort, especially defensively, has rubbed off on the rest of the team, and there is no doubting who is in control of the destiny when it comes to Lakers. Both LeBron and AD are talking about titles. Everybody wants to talk about the Lakers' win streak. LeBron and AD are echoing the same message. Look, we're here to hang another banner. That's our mission. That's our goal. As much as anyone could have wanted Anthony Davis' inaugural season to go well in the purple and gold to date, it has gone exemplary. There is nothing that needs to be changed as to why Anthony Davis needs to be convinced this is the team for him. All indications are his short and long-term future are with the Lakers, and we love hearing everything about that because he has made a clear and utter impact. It's amazing to me. One of the most amazing things to me was when the trade first happened for Anthony Davis and, of course, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and all those picks were sent to New Orleans. Those same people who said, well, the Lakers can't be that good. Yeah, they have LeBron, but then they got a bunch of kids. We're then sitting there and saying, well, the Pelicans are going to be really good because they got the kids and they got Zion. So let me make let me just make a comparison. So the Pelicans are going to be good because they have the same players and a rookie, granted an exciting rookie, and this was before Zion Williamson got hurt, of course. So they're going to be good, but that same group of young players with LeBron James, the best basketball player walking the earth in the last 15 years to play in the NBA, is not going to be as good, right? Do you follow that logic? Because I certainly don't. Of course, there, that's because there is an absence of logic. There's no rhyme or reason to that rationale. People like to create narratives around the Lakers. Look, 17-2 and two is being watered down because the Lakers haven't played the greatest opponents. I get it. But that's what happens when the Lakers have success. People want to take away from it. you got the biggest target on your back. People are going to be coming for you. This Lakers group has to stay focused on what they do well, and that's what they have been able to do well buttressed by Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined. Those two guys are averaging 51.8 points, 16.3 rebounds, 14 and a half assists with LeBron kicking in 11 of those on his own, two and a half steal steals and three and 3.4 blocks with Anthony Davis at 2.8 on his own to give you some context and some perspective. Going into the game against Dallas on Sunday, the Lakers, as a team, are averaging 112.8 points, 44.8 rebounds, 26.6 assists, 8.5 steals, and 7.5 blocks. And I'm not rattling off all those facts and figures to you and statistics just to make you memorize them. I'm telling you this so you have context for what I'm about to tell you. LeBron James and Anthony Davis are responsible for the Lakers, right? In terms of percentage, they are responsible for 45% of the points being scored, 36% of the rebounds, 55% of the assists, 29% of the steals, and 45% of the blocks. So yes, this Lakers team is built top heavy, but when your two guys at the top are producing at high, high elite levels, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Of course, the biggest traders are going to say, well, if one of those two guys gets hurt, the Lakers are going to be screwed. Well, guess what? Any team where you take one of the two most dominant players off that team for an extended period of time, they're going to be screwed. So that analysis sort of goes by the wayside for me. And as a group, this Lakers team has been able to withstand some of the challenges, some of the early injuries, things like that. They have an offensive rating that's top five, over 111 per, uh, per game. They got a defensive rating that's under 103 per game. Again, top five. They have a net rating of almost 9.0. It's a top two mark. And they've, in terms of pace, like we talked about, 
100.4. They're bottom 10. So they're winning and they're winning on their terms because we know one of the struggles for this Lakers group is going to be transition because that's not what they're built to do. But guess what? They don't have to play in transition constantly because they've got the talent and because they've got the temperament to construct these games and orchestrate the flow accordingly, according to their needs, according to the Lakers' wants and according to what the Lakers feel that they do well. And again, shout out to Frank Vogel, because when you don't hear about the head coach of the Lakers, it means something is going right. And if you're one of those people who drafted Anthony Davis, hoping who drafted LeBron James, hoping on your fantasy teams that things would go well in the first round, well, you've got to be absolutely thrilled. And you know, the people who are really dominating their fantasy leagues are the people here at Hoopball that are subscribing to our bruise letter. And if you're sitting here listening, going, well, what the heck is the bruise letter? You have not been paying attention. So let me bring you up to the speed. We have a very, very special announcement. Our founder, the great Aaron Bruski, the guy who took me under his wing when I was first a young pup in this industry and said, let me show you the way. Also a dedicated Mets fan. Shout out to you, AB. He has decided to write an email newsletter for the 2019-20 season. It is exclusive content. You cannot find it anywhere else, but you can get it right in your inbox. It's not on the website. It's not in any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the newsletter. And if you get this newsletter, I promise you your fantasy chances of success will rise through the roof. And you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox every week. Enjoy. I got to tell you, ever since it hit my inbox, I can tell you the insights that I'm getting are legit. This is a guy who knows the business backwards and forwards. And of course, we like people who know their basketball here on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. So shout out to AB. Go get the newsletter in your inbox. That's how you're going to find the premium content and make sure that you stay up to date. Now back to the Lakers, okay? That's what we're here for. It's Lakers groups in terms of fantasy assets. It's, it's not very exciting. you got AD, of course. You've got LeBron, of course. You could use KCP in some spots, maybe. Some people are using Rajon Rondo in some spots. But I think a player that was drafted almost in every league that people are trying to figure out, both in terms of fantasy and reality, is Kyle Kuzma, right? Kyle Kuzma is clearly still searching for his role, and he is in between a lot. Now, Kuzma has had some nice moments. He's had some nice games even, but he is very, very, very clearly still searching for his role in this offense. He's in between. He's not sure whether to be aggressive or whether to sit back. He is not a guy who is most effective when he just spots up for the corner three. So when you're looking at Kyle Kuzma, you kind of wonder what's the ideal role for him. And I think the Lakers are still trying to figure that out. It hasn't helped that he started the season late due to the foot injury. And now most recently rolled his ankle. He might miss some additional time as well. So it's been tough to get him on track. The good news, right? is that the Lakers have been able to stay on track regardless of Kyle Kuzma's availability. So it's been really nice. And because this Lakers has more uh, team has more depth than a lot of people had anticipated, guys like Alex Caruso stepping up, guys like Quinn Cook having some moments of success, Dwight Howard has obviously been huge off the bench, et cetera, et cetera, KCP, as we talked about earlier. The depth has been able to cover for some of these injuries for some of the underperformances for some of the incongruencies Danny Green has been good but he has not been good every single night there have been a couple of off nights but he's been mostly good but even in those nights the Lakers have been able to cover and step up a large part of that is because of everybody's favorite player Alex Caruso and Alex Caruso I just want to give a shout out to you my man because here's why most recently when the Lakers played just before the Wizards game they played the Pelicans in a game that was all about Anthony Davis 
It was all about what AD was going to do in New Orleans. In his return, 41-9, and the Lakers eked out a close win. AD got the game-sealing play, and in the post-game walk-off interview, LeBron James was asked a very important question about Alex Caruso, and LeBron James sat there and said, we need everything Alex Caruso gives us. Now, let's contextualize that for everybody. Alex Caruso is the guy who had to work from the dog heaps in order, the dog pile, if you don't know what that means, in order to work his way up to the Lakers. He had to go through the G League. The Lakers said, oh, we're interested, but we just don't know because you look like a middle school science teacher and you don't fit the profile. So we're going to make you work extra hard. Alex Caruso did that. He got called up. He earned his opportunity. Every time he was put into the game, he did something positive and it still wasn't enough. Finally, last year, he made his mark as a two-way player. The Lakers reward him with a two-year contract worth about $3.5 million. And LeBron James, the greatest basketball player to walk this earth in the last two decades, sat there and said, we need everything this guy gives us. If you are Alex Caruso or if you root for Alex Caruso, how can you not feel amazing? If you are Alex Caruso, this was just before Thanksgiving, you are sitting there getting the greatest compliment from LeBron James, your teammate, saying that we need everything you give us. As a basketball player, I cannot imagine it being more fulfilling than that. And as somebody who has worked tirelessly to achieve his goal, shout out to you, Alex Caruso, because that's the type of heart and hustle we'd like to see on this Lakers team. And that's something we haven't seen in a number of years. The heart, the hustle, the consistency of the effort. Everything that this Lakers team is doing well right now, that's what is resonating with fans. Fans are always going to pack the building because it's the Lakers, even in times of struggle. But in times of triumph, in times of success, success, this Lakers team isn't rolling over. This Lakers team isn't playing dead. Even when this Lakers team goes down, there is a fight in that dog. And there is something to be said for that, especially when you have championship aspirations. The resiliency, the grit, the willingness to get back up off the mat, those are all essential skills that the Lakers have to move forward with because they have to feel good about those things. They have challenges just like any team. They have barriers they have to overcome. But the most important thing is that they continue to move forward. The biggest thing that I want to see from this Lakers team moving forward as you know, we kind of move forward into this next stretch. And obviously it is a more challenging one in terms of the teams are going to play is I want them to play on their pace. I want them to play according to them. I don't want them to succumb to other styles of play and try to keep up that way because that's where it starts to get dangerous. The good news is there's only one back-to-back during that whole December stretch. The bad news is the Mavs are a tough team. You play them twice. That's a tough team to play. The Blazers have been underperforming, but they've been better recently. They're a tough team to play. They give you a competitive game. We already know what the Clippers present, especially now that Kawhi and PG are both on the floor together. Denver is a very tough game no matter how good or bad their roster is on the road and we know that Denver is good and they're going to continue to be good so they're an especially tough game at home and away Utah's a tough team to play in their building Orlando and Atlanta are road games that should be wins but could easily be losses if the Lakers overlook them and Miami is a lot better than people people thought before the season so that's a tough game in Miami The Minnesota game in Los Angeles should be one that the Lakers are able to win. But again, that's a team that can bring it to you and are performing a little bit higher than most people expected. And then at Indiana and at Milwaukee, those are two tough games against Eastern Conference contenders. I'm very curious to see what the Lakers do. But if the Lakers can get through December 10 and 4, right? The Lakers can win 10 of those 14 games. You're looking at a record of 27 and 6, 33 games in. That's pretty good. I think anyone would have signed up for that if that would be the case, right? So we only can work with what we have so far, but so far the Lakers have shown us exactly what we want to work with, okay? And 
I get the idea of extrapolating it out. I understand that some people have concerns as the season progresses, especially about the amount of minutes LeBron James plays, especially about the amount of minutes Anthony Davis plays. I get that. But there is a clear revenge narrative in mind for LeBron James. And I think Anthony Davis wants to prove to everybody that he is anything but on his way out uh, as a face of this league. I was having a conversation with a buddy recently. And he goes, man, Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo, well, they're the new faces of the league. And I said, hold on, because he's a Lakers fan. I said, hold on, my man. Anthony Davis is 26 years old. And I think people forget about that. The Lakers didn't trade for Anthony Davis at 30 or 31. The Lakers traded for Anthony Davis as he's in the midst of beginning his prime, right? As good as Anthony Davis has been, he is about to start his prime. And that's the player the Lakers traded for. Right now, Anthony Davis is the defensive player of the year, hands down. It's not even a question. He could have a case for MVP. Now, if MVP voted was voting happened tomorrow, I don't think that he wins. I think Luka Doncic has a lot of momentum in that race right now just because of everything he's been doing for that franchise. But Anthony Davis certainly gets votes. So does LeBron James. They're going to take away from each other a little bit on the MVP vote. But Anthony Davis, defensive player of the year right now, without question. And one of the questions this Lakers team was facing, and a lot of people were asking this question, myself included, was what about Rajon Rondo when he returned? Well, let me tell you about Rajon Rondo since he's returned. Rajon Rondo since he's returned, the Lakers are 9-0. and That's a good start. Rajon Rondo since he's returned is shooting 44.8% from behind the three-point line. You heard me right. 44.8% for Rondo from behind the three-point line. And as JC has told you guys, of course, JC DeLeon, my man, my co-host on this show, has told you guys, LeBron James is comfortable deferring to Rajon Rondo when he when they're on the court together. Anthony Davis and Rondo clearly have a chemistry together. So as many people want to sit here and say, man, Rajon Rondo's a negative for this team, et cetera, et cetera, guess what? Maybe he's not. And I know not every stat is going to grade out Rajon Rondo in the most ideal way, but Rajon Rondo is having a good impact. Look. It's clear 9-0 is 9-0. I don't care how you get there, okay? Because the reality is people justify losses just like they justify wins. Lakers are 17-2 and 9-0 and since Rajon Rondo returned. For a minimum contract player, for a guy who nobody expected anything from, for a guy most people thought was going to be a negative, well, I think it's time that we take a look at that narrative and really examine it closely because I don't think that's the case, right? So shout out to Rajon Rondo because he's been a lot better for this team than had anyone had expected. And he's been especially important since Avery Bradley went down with that leg injury. And we'll get more news about him before the Lakers start this December stretch. When you're looking at what the Lakers can do moving forward and you're thinking about what this team's going to be, you think about the, def- the defense needs to continue to be there, right? You cannot sacrifice your defense because you're getting better on offense. Although the Lakers are a top five team in terms of offensive rating, their defensive rating needs to stay strong and their defensive intensity needs to stay strong. When you have your two best players committing on the defensive end like Anthony Davis and LeBron James are, it sets an expectation. It sets a culture for this team, something that this group just hasn't had. And in terms of the coaching staff, a lot of people want to sit there and say, well, Frank Vogel's going to have to look over his shoulder because Jason Kidd, he's got Lionel Hollins. And guess what? They're all working really well together. And I love that from this Lakers group. There is not a game that I've put on this year where I've said, "Mm, I expect the Lakers to lose this game, except for the very first game of the year. That was the only game in which I said, I think the Lakers are probably going to lose this game. And since then, they've only lost one more, and it was to Toronto. And that was a bad showing. But now the test gets a little bit tougher, as it should. 
right? The Lakers have built some continuity. They've had a lot of success, and now they got to look to keep that going. And I think what the Lakers can do that other teams just can't is they can play these lineups that other groups are going to have a tough time matching up against. Right? When you have a front line that's Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and either Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, that's a big group. And when Kyle Kuzma's healthy, you put him out there too. The Lakers have sort of a new form of money ball, for lack of a better way to say it. Everybody's going small. The Lakers are going big. They're looking to find that thing that nobody else is doing right now that's going to give them the competitive advantage. And guess what? So far, it's working, right? You look back on the Lakers' schedule and you say, well, they beat Utah. They beat Dallas already. They beat Miami, right? Those are the plus 500 victories. But when they played the Suns, they were a tougher team than what they look like right now. So it's not just that you can look at the the strength of schedule and the opposition records and go, well, the Lakers have played a bunch of duty ball crunch teams. It's not that simple, especially when the Lakers have the best effort of that opposing team on any given night. There are things that go beyond the box score, much like there are things that go beyond the analytics that contribute to how you view the game, your perception, your judgments, your analysis. It's not just all anecdotal and it's not just all numbers. It's a marriage of the two. And I just want to give a quick shout out to this Lakers group for sticking together because people, the media, have tried to tear them apart. There have been plenty of times where they could have come apart on the court because they had uh, maybe somebody saw something one way and somebody saw something else a different way. But everybody is bought into their roles. They're playing very specific styles of a style of basketball and everybody is working on the same page together. That's what you like to see from this Lakers group, especially as the, as the schedule progresses. So before we get out of here and we wrap up on this Lakers podcast, of course, you're listening to Ethan Noroff. You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. I just wanted to give a quick Thanksgiving shout out to everybody and say happy Thanksgiving. I know it's a little couple of days later, but I want to talk about it a little bit because it's important to me. And here's why. I know a lot of people use social media to share photos of their loved ones, their families, the holidays, everything they get, the time they spend together. But I think it's important to also consider the other side of that coin because there are a lot of people who spend Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever your holiday season is alone, maybe because they don't have the family, maybe because they their family lives elsewhere, maybe because they choose to spend it that way. And having been in that camp myself previously, I know what that feels like. And I think it's important to recognize those people. There's nothing to feel bad about, man. We're here for you, the Hoopball Lakers family, the Hoopball, the Hoopball family as a whole. We're here for you. You come spend the holidays with us. We're happy to have you. Okay. So social media can be a great thing, could be a positive influence, could be spreading of messages, all that good stuff, but it could also contribute to negative feelings. I think we got to just be conscious of that. That's one reason why I never post gifts on social media is because I never want anyone to feel bad about what they did or didn't get. Okay. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be some, somebody with more. There's always going to be somebody with less. Got to keep it in perspective, baby. And that's what these Lakers are going to do as we move forward into December and the next stretch of games gets a little bit harder. Keep it in perspective. One game at a time, recognize the ultimate goal, which is an NBA championship. Feels good to say that again, doesn't it guys? All right. I'm Ethan Noroff. As a reminder, you can find me at Ethan underscore Noroff. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers. What we really need from you is to go down to that app store while you're listening to this. Give us that five-star review. Leave a little bit of feedback. That's how we grow the show. That's how we make it more meaningful. That's how we bring you better content, better guests, better production, better everything. We need you just like you need us. We appreciate the symbiotic relationship. And until next time, we out. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.